Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? Bum You're listening to Is it, is it for real? real? <laughs> <laughs> this is Philip. And Katie. And Bridget. Yeah, I thought I had to that long. <laughs> that was like Fred. Who is it? Fred Schneider from like Sh- Caddyshack or the, the Love Shack. Um, Caddyshack, Love Shack, yes. <laughs> Rested. I messed it up. You know why, Philip? Because we're we're all feeling a little on drugs tonight, much yeah. like much like Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Yeah. Um, tonight. Uh, or today, or whenever you listen to this, we're going to be talking about the 1989 film named after a beautiful song, <laughs> Dream a Little Dream. Um, and we have so much to say, but this this movie was uh, recommended by none other than Michael C. Relation to me, uh, Bridget, <laughs> Bridget <Yeah>. C. <laughs> uh, Michael is my big brother and he, I, I mean, I've mentioned him a few times, I think in the podcast, because like he is the epitome. He went to high school in the epitome of like, I wanted to go to high school, which was <laughs> 1988 to 1990. <laughs> and um, so he put this on the list and um you know i i have i we haven't talked about a cory and cory film yet and i figure like it's about time yeah they're they're icons of the 80s right and and woof okay for better for better for worse yeah so um here's let's hear what my brother michael c had to say hey guys it's michael in phoenix arizona my suggestion for the podcast is a movie called Dream a Little Dream. And that is a film that I sort of vaguely remember watching sometime. I think it was like late 80s. Um, and what I specifically remember about it was that it had Meredith Salinger in it. And she only made like a couple of movies. She was in that. She was in like The Journey of Natty Gann when she was much younger. And um, I remember, you know, sort of a lot of us had a crush on her. Um, and now of course she's married to Patton Oswalt, who is a great comedian that I, that I really like. And so the two of them have a really great story. And so there are references to this movie everywhere, like on Twitter, especially because Patton is very online. Uh, and so, um, and the two of them go back and forth and they kind of people reference the movie. And my memory of it is basically that it's another one of these kind of late eighties switcheroo movies, like kind of where somebody's older than they're younger, they inhabit a younger body or an older body or something. I remember it had the, I think it has the two Corys in it and, and Meredith. And it's a, I think I remember it has a very sweet love story and, and kind of, um, is about people finding each other again and either in their old age or something like that. Anyway, I remember liking the movie. I'm sorry. I can't remember more about the plot, but I'm great. I'm grateful that you guys are going to take it on and, and see if it's uh, still for real. (laughs) Here's, here's what I'll say. That was an excellent summary of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) For literally having not watched it or yeah, that's closer than I think the director could have done. Yeah, I think yeah. that was closer than the pitch that the director yeah. had to the EPs. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, the- I think I think it's 
much more interesting that the movie's about Patton Oswalt <laughs> and his now wife yeah. than anything else. Which and- she was in Lake Placid. That's oh, yes. where I know her from. I was looking that up. You know, it's interesting. I was so delighted to find that out because I was like doing a deep dive on everyone. And I've heard Patton Oswalt talk about his wife, Meredith, like she's a Mary Poppins and she saved us. You know, like I have a picture of that person and I was like, whoa, that is this actress who I can't say I I recognize her from anything, but I totally get having a crush on her. You know what I recognized her from? Hmm. Family Ties. (laughs) Justine Bateman. But she's not Justine Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> she looks a lot like her though. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely is she does. a poor man's Justine Bateman or is Justine Bateman a poor man's Meredith Salinger? Here's what I'll say. I think Meredith Salinger was a poor man's Justine Bateman. And now Justine Bateman is a poor man's Meredith Salinger. Ooh. I think they flipped. Ooh. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Just like the movie, a little switcheroo. Ooh, yes. Switcheroo. Oh, guys. Okay. Should we get into our levels? Oh, man. Oh, man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna open a beer for this one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's time. It's yeah. Oh boy. Um. All right. Well, I can go first. I literally have never heard of this movie. I've never seen it. Um. But my level is stars fading because since we've decided we were gonna do this movie, I just have sung that song in my head uh-huh. nonstop while cooking, emptying the dishwasher, trying to fall asleep. Um. And, and what I will say off the bat on my level is that I was like, wow, this, this movie has great music. And then I was like, wow, this movie replays the same song over and over and over again, which we can talk about, but oh my God. Okay. So yeah, there's my level. Um, I think my level is going to be the two Corey's. Uh, because I I knew absolutely nothing about this movie. I mean, like halfway through this movie, I feel like I knew absolutely nothing about this movie. <laughs> but I just, this, I had no idea. I had no idea this movie existed. And I kind of like barely knew that the two Corys were, were a thing, but I know that. So like, that's, that's the background. I'm like, okay, I know that those two people were a thing. I kind of thought they were more of like a pop culture like team beat thing i didn't actually realize that they had done films and shows together but like now i know a that. lot yeah, yeah. now yeah. i know that and I'm... there's also Corey hart but he's not related to them in the Corys. no he's a wrestler right no I, he's a song he sings oh oh okay. i think he sings never surrender <laughs> philip take it away with your level my level is now going to be Corey Hart. <laughs> Who I thought was no. My level is going to be uh, Furious Feldman. Um, okay. Yeah. Just uh, first off, I've, I've never heard of this movie. Had no clue what the deal was. I'm very aware of the two uh, Corys. I was always a fan of Corey Feldman. Really, never liked uh, Corey Haim for whatever reason. Uh, but at my first car that I ever owned, I had a bumper sticker on it that said Furious Feldman, had a silhouette of Corey Feldman on it. Whoa, awesome. It's not a band. It's not anything. It was just like a graphic designer friend of a friend that made them. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm putting it on my car. And so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I love that. Wow. It's Furious Feldman. Is the band Haim named after Corey Haim? 
My guess is no. Okay. I don't. But... I think no. I think they're all related. I thought that that was their last name. Our our friend of the pod, Baltazar B. Yeah. You remember when he, he was growing out his hair and like every <laughs> single improv practice, he would say, "I just want to look like Haim." Oh. <laughs> he would, mm. he well, maybe he knows and he can call in. Oh yes, please answer or comment on our Facebook page. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I want to get it out of the way because I'm going to be doing some. Uh, disparaging stuff about Corey Haim and probably also Corey Feldman. But I mean, yeah, uh, God rest him, Corey Haim. He, he died too young and drug overdose. Well, they, they weren't sure, but I mean, he's... Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, right. But you know what I'll say? I really... I thought that Corey Haim was one of the like, oh, uh, what's the number? It's like 27. It's like all of these um, actors no. that have died. Oh. died no, like, he was later. Like, yeah. I thought he died. I I was watching this film and I thought he died like shortly afterwards. I was reading that this was his last mainstream, which is a generous term, uh, film like role in a film. So like, I thought that too, though. That yeah, that he, that died, he died like died really a lot younger. young, right? Yeah. It was like 2009. I was like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. I I was so shocked to learn that. Well, this movie is the, it does fit in with the Thanksgiving trifecta of movies in which celebrities are super high on drugs while they make a movie. Heroin. Yeah. yeah. And cocaine. Oof. Yeah. And booze. And yeah, I mean. And they were 18 years just, old. But they were both drinking like on the set of The Lost Boys. Um, oh, right. Which I haven't seen actually either. I was. Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, no. I just I can't function on like two beers. Like I don't mean drive. I I don't. I just like I can't do like math problems or mm-hmm. memorize lines. I don't understand how anybody. Yeah. You need a big giant jar of like <laughs> comical sized pills. <laughs> Spoiler to the Queen's yeah. Gambit. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry, Katie. You were gonna say something about drug use. Well- and- well, no, I mean, like, one of my first notes for this movie, well, one is, like, could this be the slowest start to a movie ever? Which Aye. the answer might be yes. I mean, somebody thought they were just alternating the fade-in, fade-out function. Actually, the editing. Um, Andy had a question halfway through that was, like, was this movie made on iMovie? And then I felt like this movie was a challenge on TikTok to be, like, you have to write a movie, but you can only, every scene can only be 12 seconds. And you have to, like, do it backwards. Like, it's Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, I think they just thought, like, fell in love with the banter between those two and thought it was so great. that It was so witty. And, like... I guess Corey Haim like famously would always like improvise in his movies. Mm-hmm. And I think they just thought it was a lot better or he's a lot charming. He's just very Eddie Haskelly to me. Well, you took the words out of my mouth because my note. Eddie like, Haskell. Was, I'm sure yep. you're using that reference. <laughs> I was It's going to come right out of my mouth. Um, was just like, is this how their conversations really are? Like Corey and Corey. And I, I just like don't understand an entertainment Im- industry that like bought these two I know several vehicles like I the other thing and I want to get this out of the way too is like Corey Feldman was famously kind of like one of Michael Jackson's kids kind of like he was real I don't know if he was like his kid but like you know what I mean like he was real good friends with them and that enters in this movie and the sequel yeah like it it is uh, in watching this it's like I get that away too that Um, hair that grease all of it all of it poster the dancing I know I know I I I also like these two men these two boys were like supposed to be like 
heartthrobs. And I know we've talked about kind of like 80s attractiveness and there is a lot of difference. Like first of all, everybody's teeth in the 80s are just like really messed up and gray, probably from all the drugs they're doing. Um, but like I have to, I, I don't mean to just jump into knocking Corey Feldman's looks, but what a peculiar looking fellow. Yeah. He looks like Dracula looking. Yeah. <laughs> through most of this movie, especially it's when he's hard wearing to look at. I know. Well, and even like nowadays, because he has the same yeah. color hair and it's really off-putting. And he's um, kind of had a lot of work done, it seems. Yeah, I, I so. I mean, I think I feel opposite, actually, Phil, where um, I... Uh, Corey Haim to me is actually more watchable than Corey Feldman and maybe it's because he is imp- improvising and like okay I can watch this kid I don't like him but Corey <laughs> Feldman is almost unwatchable for me Stand By Me was kind of the only film and I'm including Goonies I didn't even wow. like Goonies I was like get this kid out of here <laughs> he, anyway. I think he has to be in the right movie because I, yeah I felt that he was unwatchable in this it's just like mm. Mm, yeah, <laughs> like, especially that he had the extra challenge spoiler alert to per, like act like an older person and oh. he did not pull it off a challenge which he refused <laughs> <laughs> no right. thank you so i'm gonna jump back yeah. in the movie. So katie okay. said we're going back and forth between the Corys and then the this man jason robards who's singing yep. dream a little dream on stage which i thought to nobody and then there was an audience my note my next note was Dear God, don't ruin this song for me. <laughs> Fucking movie, if you ruin this song for me, I was very, I was very worried about that. Go on. We meet, we meet Jason Robard's wife. Uh, does anybody know what other movie we've watched she was in? No. Uh, she looked really familiar. Um, she played uh, somebody's aunt. Uh, she played Aunt M in Return to Oz. Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh, great. Well, she is very likable. I buy that. Cool. Yeah. Um, I love her. Gina. Piper, Piper Laurie is her, yes. the actress's name. So I've got a, maybe you're about to get into it. I've got a question um, on this couple. Are they in a thruple with the uh, tenant downstairs? With Ike. I was, Wait, I was he very... doesn't live downstairs, does he? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I so. thought he had his own house. It definitely No, because they That's were confusing. like, we've got a visitor coming and it they said it's not a visitor it's our tenant and then she gives him a full kiss on the mouth and they just every there's like a really i mean a positive sort of affectionate energy going on between the three of them and i i think it's just a successful thruple that's going on i got thruple vibes too i'm not gonna that's lie. cool i mean we were kind of wondering like are they having an affair is that a thing and then it clearly isn't um so right. yeah maybe because yeah i thought it was an affair thruple. at first but then it was just very there's an open positive air to it so so here's the here's the big thick of the problem, right? <laughs> these ruffy these ruffians need to cut through a yard to get to school, and it only saves them <laughs> what a house. a house? Yeah, a half a second. <laughs> like on the very last scene of the movie, you see how far it is away. <laughs> you know they're across the street from the school, but you're like, you 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 didn't have to cut through that yard. I wish I had faith that that was like a planned joke from them. No. You know, they were like, oh, this is going to be such like a laugh for people when they see that all of this oh, happened yeah, no. for no reason. And because of that, no. because of that, Jason Robards decides in his academic brain that he's going to become youthful forever with his wife. I'm trying to just, oh, this is, is this what it's about? Through I don't Tai know. Chi, through Tai well, Chi. 
I mean, this is one of the things where I was like the cut through um, the, the grumpy old man yelling at kids like in his yard doesn't really fit with the rest of Jason Robard's character. Who's like this super trippy professor. Yeah. But, but that was my question. I mean, throughout this, like every other, like every fifth note I have is like, wait, what was the original plan? <laughs> like what was what the experiment? What was he trying to do? And like, he's trying to, you know, him and um, Piper Laurie is her name, right? Gina. Yeah. They have this amazing, I mean, they have a lovely relationship. If, if we only can have that, what seems like a, you know, 30 or 40 year old marriage that is just wonderful and thriving. And like, I think because it's so great, they're trying, he's trying to, he's created some like transcendental physics experiment where he can morph into the, <laughs> is it the body of young people? Is that what he's trying to do? And why I would he of, pick Corey Feldman? Yeah. I don't I know if he did. I assume that he, they wanted to turn into energy or something more positive than that than like yeah. basically take over the, like get out to <laughs> two kids, you know? Um, to like send them to the sunken place. Oh, I just found a note where I did write old thruple eating on a cute balcony. That's a note that I actually Yeah. Right, yeah. You've got a great life. Um, that restaurant looked awesome. But I guess know? their whole I guess this whole thing is like this is awesome. How can we make it last forever? And it's just unclear cuz he keeps on being like this wasn't the plan and it's like what was your plan? I it's unclear. Yeah. Um so we, we kind of like, we go back and forth for so long. We cut back and forth and we're kind of seeing like the older people and then like a, like a, a montage of like what it's like to be in high school, which also means you wear like really absurd leotards when yeah. you're at dance practice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't- I mean, this is like if aliens tried to make a John Hughes movie or something. Like, right. It's like- <laughs> whoa like it's like the beats of a regular 80s high school movie but it's bananas um i kind of wrote like there's in this movie there's like simultaneously too little and too much exposition yeah <laughs> yeah i know too much but i don't know anything what's happening um and then at, at some point i wrote down that we meet basically the gang from adventures in babysitting like this <laughs> this school has a very violent intense dangerous gang that's oh my roaming. god! <laughs> that no one's doing I, anything about. But isn't I, that gang yeah. also in some kind of wonderful? Is it the same gang? Yeah. That gang turned out to be nice in the right. Long- that was a nice guy. They had a split back in the day of like, <laughs> right. are we like really just into the clothes? Or are we truly yeah. evil? And this guy, these guys went evil. But what's so confusing about the the scene they're painting in the high school is like you're not sure who knows who or who's friends right. with anybody. Like it seems like uh, what's the what Lainey right? That's Meredith Salinger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's the cool girl. She's with Joel. And like the very first credit scene, you know that Corey Feldman wants to date her and then Corey Haim. Joel, but she's with Joel, Joel. Dinger. Dinger? Dinger. Dinger. But then like you kind of learn that these three people are like three best friends, but that only happens halfway through the movie because Joel is... Oh, Joel's... Joel, yeah. Don't you think, I mean, besides being absurdly angry for a teenager don't you think joel is just really <laughs> trying to express other things like he's wearing a purple jacket oh, yeah. with fringe yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense chest a little too much with your <laughs> five f words in a row out of nowhere like, right and joel is addition like you know besides being kind of like a little clearly closeted he's a psychopath like oh what? yeah the yeah i think he's upset nut. he but can't yeah. control the volume of his voice he's a lunatic in in general, just 
I could not figure out sort of the power structures in this school of just like, <laughs> it was like, I had a note, there's just multiple layers of bullies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just and going you know who else, through. Yeah. You know who else is a bully is uh, Dinger's mom who ran over his leg in that's why his leg is broken. Well, and like, or, fun fact, but I don't know if yeah, you feel you want uh, to say the fun fact. Corey Haim just in real life broke his leg. I forget how. Oh, Kate. right. I can fill in. So Corey oh, yeah. Haim's mother, because um, Corey Haim was teaching his mother how to ride his motor scooter around like West Hollywood or something. And she didn't have, she didn't really have a handle on it. She ran right into a wall oh. and broke, broke his nose or sorry, broke her nose and his leg. Well, so, he like, said that in the movie. Well, she, I think in the movie, she, his mother is to have run over him with yeah. her car, but yeah, okay. it was kind of essentially the same thing. And um, so he started the movie, they wrote that in for his character. And then he kind of had to finish out the movie like that because yeah. he was in the cast for like six weeks or something. <laughs> I was really glad to find that out. Cause I was just like, what a batch right, crazy why? thing yeah, right. to make, give this kid a cane. And yeah. yeah. Like, and like, totally. so that means he was actually like, running fast on a healing well you hope that like that's when it healed and they were still keeping or they would shuffle the filming schedule around okay um so the song rock on uh features repeatedly in this movie do you know that song well they only played the beginning of it in the movie which is like <laughs> the song is like, "Hey kids, oh, oh yeah, rock on!" But they only play, and they played it like while the couple was doing tai chi. They played it like while people were drinking in a parking lot. I'm like, when when do you not use this song? And also, like to go to Katie's point about the wildness of this high school. Again, there's no teachers around keeping track of oh, anything. Yeah. Like it's disgusting. There's just like there's just like dirt and. Did we, everywhere. did we ever see a teacher coach or anyone i can't remember there is one well there's a person that's proctoring the sats and he's kind of like he, there's he's yeah there's a before. classroom scene too earlier when yeah. Corey Haim is in class it's just that one teacher when Corey feldman is in class yeah Corey feldman is right. It is very much a post-apocalyptic, like these kids have been left alone. Because even like when they're doing flag football, they're like, is this a requirement or is this what you're doing for fun at recess? I have no idea. Like it's very, it's- Also those outfits they wore during flag football were, it was like, shh, like quarter shirts, skin. Why you? Why do you even wear a shirt like that? And one and one kid has like a football uniform, <laughs> which is so Nerd weird. Alert. And that kid is basically Lewis from Teen Wolf because that uh, kid pops up every once in a while as like a fourth, you know, like when they're gonna go stop him at, oh, right at the end. Yeah, that kid pops up right. and you're like, yeah. I thought I honestly thought he was a stunt double for Corey Haim and they forgot to cut him out and I'm like, what's happening? And I'm like, oh, they mean that before the kid there. So they play a beautiful uh, Into the Mystic, and this is the time when the thing happens that's supposed to happen, right? The, the, the bicycle crash. So F- Corey Feldman is is bicycling home. No, he's running home. Running yeah. home. So she, forget, yeah. She's bicycling. Her this It starts to look a lot like, her parts of the movie almost looks like flash dance, which is kind of nuts. Oh, she's but, bicycling in those, those flash dance pants. Yes. And then they they collide. The editing, but the, but the they were so odd. It was already starting to like f- like merge over because on the they were like making out with uh, what's his face, the oh, aggressive because, guy. And they were like 
and the lines were like bleeding into different scenes and which was kind of cool like i was at some point i'm like does this line up like are they doing it right like are they keeping with the rules you know like when you're yes you're right like she was making out with joel and like it was like jason robart like they could hear each other right yeah, oh, the lines, right, were, like, going back and forth. There's only one time it didn't work. I, I don't remember what it was. But, but it's almost like there's, like, too many people. Like, it's a switch, but there's yeah. more people, and they couldn't it's figure hard. out, like, what percentage of anybody was ever switched. It's really odd. It's, yeah, they... It's very weird. Um, And so Corey Feldman wakes up, and he's he's the old guy. He's, like, fully the old guy. He's so 100% like, the old guy. So like Corey Except Feld- in his dreams. Except, Except in the in old guy's dreams. dreams. Right. So Corey Feldman, as we know him, is now gone from the earth. And Jason Robards' body is also gone from the earth. Correct. And then Meredith Salinger, rather like Laney, is like 80% Laney. I'd say even like, higher. Yeah, like 99% lady. Like she kind of remembers a noodle dish or something. I don't know. She like pulls her tugs on her lip. Yeah. There's like a, oh, that was a big even, setup for that. Yeah. Oh my God. And so, but Gina, like Gina's body is gone from the earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. But sometimes. Like here. Okay. But like who's in their house? Like. That's all. That's a dream. Those are dreams. Those are only dreams. So what's happening to their house while they're both gone? I guess uh, the third guy is just eating (laughs) lunch in his underwear. So that's the thing. Like at the end of this movie, because Ike like knows what's happened, and it is odd that like this. I mean, basically they're just like the couple from Fastball that drive their car off a cliff or something, right? That song. It's like, why is no one looking for this couple that their bodies are gone? Like in the real world, and there, if he's a professor, like people are probably wondering where he is, and like, well, she- why is it Ike or Ike's wife? Like, yeah. Well, wait, yeah. Ike's married. I thought he was in a throuple. Um, just keeps he getting is. bigger and bigger. He is married. <laughs> yeah, because remember, like the dog. So partly why how Ike is convinced that the, he believes Corey Swel- Feldman, who's actually Jason Robards talking to him, is that the dog likes Corey right Feldman. the only person he likes is coleman who is jason coleman. Robert's and that was his wife i did not pick that <laughs> oh up. i thought so i thought it was I a mean, neighbor's dog no, maybe yeah it was. that's what that's what i got oh maybe it was, it was. Like, yeah, he's a he's a bachelor because he's he's got well, he's, he's not a bachelor he's in the throuple can we talk about Corey feldman's parents yes um, <laughs> yes Oy. what I couldn't, I like, it took me the whole movie. Like, okay, Corey Feldman's parents are played by Victoria Jackson, who's Who actually a lunatic in I real hate. life. Yeah. You know, she plays the ukulele and somebody gave me a CD of her and then like I looked into oh, her life. She's like just terrible. Yeah. Um, oh no, tell me more. I don't know. I mean, I only I don't know, know from She's SNL. just this like conspiracy theory conservative oh. a-hole. Yeah, I didn't she's realize. So she's she, was supposed to, she was supposed to be married to somebody who was her father. Whose name is Alex Rocco, who is the um, director's father. That actor is the director's father. The director of this movie, Mark Rocco, was like 26 when he did it. But anyway. But their age difference is 30 
years. Like, <laughs> why make that casting? It reminded me of, like yeah. a high school play where like people are dressed up as old people. Actually, you know what it really reminded me of is <laughs> me and Phil's costume from when we went as your parents who were really angry at you. Oh. <laughs> I thought it, you were gonna say that I look thirty years older than no. you. <laughs> no, no, no. We once for Halloween went as mm. your parents, who are really disappointed and angry at you because you great haven't costume. called them. Where have you been all night? It was great, <laughs> but that was like our outfit. Their outfits the whole time was our outfits. So anyway, I think I, I think in the eighties there was this like throwback to parents being like that. Like the dad was always in a tank top. The mom always had curlers in her hair. It's like the parents from you can't do that on television. It's they're just, they're just not, they're always like, they're they're not happy. They're you just, I don't know. And, but like, it's such a striking age difference that I didn't get it. I thought she was the sister. I mean, Victoria Jackson was like 30 and he was 60 something. (laughs) Uh, My couch mate also thought that, that was her sister. It must sister. be the sister. I mean, yeah. I know she's, she almost even looks younger with the curlers and glasses. I think they're trying to make her older. I don't know. Man, it was it was so confusing. I just also don't like her comedy. It's just, uh, I know. can't do it. Yeah, so, she's probably some. Uh, I, I, okay. So Feldman, as the old guy, he has a little montage where he's like trying to get dressed. Um, oh, yeah. And then I thought he cut his hair. Did you guys notice that it kept on going up and down? Yes. He kept yeah. putting it in ponytails because he wanted, he just couldn't handle this long hair stuff. There was a scene where his no, hair but... was definitely chopped short. Yeah. And then it Some, was long again. Sometimes it's down to like the middle of his back and sometimes it's like shoulder length. Yeah. And it just goes oh. back and forth. It's, it I was continuity weirdness. Yeah, it, totally. it didn't make any sense. Extensions. Um, <laughs> maybe because it actually looks like halfway decent shoulder length and then like oh whatever that like greasy michael jackson style is yeah. is so gross so bobby oh, feldman is bobby he's gonna go apologize to laney but he thinks everybody's his wife he's like asking oh, yeah. like but we find out also that he has a girlfriend yeah who's the, that blonde chick who's just little out of it I don't fun know. fact and if um, <laughs> you read this but um i this is hard to believe that uh cory haim originally wasn't supposed to be cast as dinger but the girlfriend um what's her name shelly no yes i, I think shelly let's say shelly um she that actress was dating cory haim at the time and insisted like oh. said she wouldn't do it unless he what, was in it what confuses me is i wouldn't think that she would have that pull from this super minor no. part they would just right. be like Okay, we're gonna just recast you. And then also, like, got four lines. Right. And, like, wasn't the, I mean, maybe it's not true. I mean, this was an IMDb fact, but it's like, wasn't this movie made as the, a Corey's film and then worked backwards from there? Like, it's hard to believe that. Right. That's what I thought. But I, my guess is that there was such a reputation around town already that Corey oh, Haim was so hard to work with because of his drug issues. So that's true. I'd also oh. read in the same thread that, like, uh, Jennifer Connelly and another actress were supposed to be were like hmm. top for um, the lead as Laney, and I think they wanted too much money. But I think that's who Corey Feldman wanted to play. Oh, lead! I'm glad they went with Meredith Selinger. Yeah, I mean, I think I think she was a, a good dancer in a leotard. I liked her. Yeah. Apparently, my teenage brother enjoyed her. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave that to Katie's. Boob corner for later. 
she yeah. was very okay i won't say anything because yeah it's cute no do i mean we can, it can be a joint she's, she's a busty she's a busty girl oh, for, for maybe she is god i don't know how i didn't notice any of that but god, wow yeah. yeah i mean it, it it does it's again i think it's a very 80s uh body type interest mm. that is yeah. not the same but she's a little she's definitely not overweight by any means but she's curvier she has yeah. more maybe so not like wafy well there was a cut early on in the movie i think in her in the like early conversations where they were just cutting back and forth and they just suddenly had a five second shot of her doing yeah. um leotard dancing and then they went away without any explanation right yes um, yeah. and yeah it was definitely a very highlighting her body then out I think uh, Mark Rocco was getting his Roccos off. If yeah. you know what I, mean. I actually have something else for my boob corner and just let me know when. Do it now, Katie's it now. boob corner. Uh, my my boob corner is tank nip because there is a scene where Corey Feldman is like laying on his bed in a tank top with just one nipple showing and it is the most like <laughs> naked revealing looking thing it is i did not know that's where disgusting. you were going with that boob corner yeah, but that. i'm so glad you did <laughs> yeah i, was, I mean was, it was it was a it journey was nuts i was like i can't handle like how how is this look more offensive than if he was totally naked <laughs> and it was just like <laughs> one nipple on this like tank top it was so bizarre Ew. that's been katie's boob corner Oh, thank you, <laughs> So, <laughs> so basically, we we kind of already talked about Lainey doesn't remember anything, and uh, Bobby goes to see Ike, which is where that we see the dog, and so Ike kind of is like, "Oh, wait a second, this might be." But then we're back in like a weird dream state, and this is where Feldman is talking to Coleman. I mean, I will have no idea where we are at all, but I don't. Know I know I'm trying to keep us on some sort of plot. Sure. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. Here. Um, but basically like we learned that like that Corey Feldman as Coleman, Coleman as Corey Feldman watches home movies of Corey Feldman to mm-hmm. learn to talk like him. Yeah. Corey Feldman kind of talk in their, in the dream. Corey Feldman is like, dude, like you got to act chiller and like m- moose your hair. Like people are going to start to figure it out, which like no one in that eyes. I just, yeah. nobody cares. Ugh, gross. But yeah, he like watches like, I think he puts in like 16th birthday. There was also some like little Easter egg where there's like basically Jason Robards' filmography in like the VHS. Tora, 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 something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's also a poster of the Lost Boys in Corey Feldman's room. So it's like very much like, I don't yeah. know, they're very simple. Also, these people are. At, at one point in these dreams, like Corey Feldman um lays out like the rule like some sort of rules like he's got three days to find what's her face why or else they're lost forever uh well don't even don't even get me started on the the, the end of this movie which makes no sense and does not follow any of those rules Uh, yeah it's like it dragged on for so long and didn't follow any of the rules and didn't make any sense and had it had this really intense climax for no reason <laughs> oh gosh uh, yeah i almost can't wait to get to the end of okay that. okay yeah. all right all right all right all right so, so yeah so coleman's watching these movies to be more like Corey feldman so then i mean basically this just gives like Corey feldman um a reason to dress like michael jackson <laughs> dress and act like michael jackson for kind of the last third of this movie because then he like greases his hair he wears that like sergeant pepper's outfit and yeah after after the football game i was gonna say we get to what i would think is one of the most awkward 
movie scenes in all of history. <laughs> Go on. Which is Lainey dancing by herself in her leotard. What are they doing? I don't what know. Are and, they he, doing? and he's yeah. watching her. And then he dances like like he's doing a mating dance and it keeps cutting to her face and she is like you can tell the director was like look look like you're into it like look like and you like it <laughs> Meredith right. Allinger is probably like into this yeah. <laughs> and every saying, what? Well, a real human woman would be into this and every time you see her face she's like you could tell she's like think of White Castle <laughs> think of nail polish like she, yeah. it's oh just like she and he's it's like so uncomfortable and he's like michael jackson thrusting uh it kind of I, reminded me of uh sorry i was just gonna say this scene in 10 things i hate about you where he yeah. dances for for cat is her name in the movie uh julia, julia styles who also was a terrible dancer but um and i was like oh maybe that's kind of like where they got that from i don't know but oof oof I mean, he's just basically at that point doing a terrible Michael Jackson impression. I can't you're not even get sure. over that. Yeah, it's like, it it bugs me so much. And like I said, he still does it to this day, this whole infatuation with Michael uh, Jackson yeah, and know. dancing. And <laughs> if it, you want... <laughs> go ahead. Oh, it, it annoys me so much. If you want a real roller coaster, like go on Corey Feldman's Wikipedia page and go on like his opinion of Michael Jackson and it's like day by day. Like, oh, it's crazy wow you like, did fall down a dark hole this yeah week. but it's like de- defending like um but the victims but defending but the victims but michael jackson but the victims it's crazy well because like, the crazy thing because he had this whole like uh, like expose on sort of uh predatory behavior in right. the movie Grooming industry and like yeah, yeah. Yes, and that was his like. He was probably one of Michael Jackson's bedfellows, kind of like it's, I, it is. I, like, but I, I mean, like sleeping I wonder. buddy. I don't know. It's weird. It's so weird. Upsetting. Speaking also, of weird. Um, did anybody else notice that there's a girl at this high school that dresses like a sailor? Yes. <laughs> and she's one of the cool people. Oh, I, I think. Know. I couldn't Wait, get it every in. day. Yeah. Well. One day. The full a full day. I mean, like, is it weirder be... one random day or like every day? I don't know. I don't know if she does it every day. That's kind of I don't know. I couldn't get a handle on the outfits. Like what? Oh, like, that what? outfit that that you described is our Sergeant Pepper. Like it had like reflectors from a car it's so and then crazy. like office so supplies. Many so many belts. So that one belt. Okay, first of all, there was like a weird belt that Lainey wore in a scene that looked like some sort of like towing equipment and then Corey Feldman wore it in the next scene and I didn't oh I was like are they sharing it or did the costume person get lazy and like they only had one towing belt guaranteed that because yeah yeah definitely um actually I do kind of want to have a meal on that balcony by the way outside of that restaurant because oh I love that restaurant and that balcony that looks amazing I know it reminded me of this awesome restaurant in um cuba oh oh yeah totally yeah yeah it's like that's the vibe that's cool so down in uh where feldman redoes the date that we saw at the beginning of the movie between coleman and gina right right? were they horse buggy and oh yes and at this point in the movie, I have written down, um, Annie turned and looked at me and said, you owe me an hour and a half. <laughs> that sounds about right. I think yeah. the fact that all of our significant others are still with us after this yeah. movie is neat. 
I I don't know where I mean I don't think we're there yet but I like stopped this film and we had 40 minutes left and I I started laughing <laughs> cried like I was high I like couldn't believe that there was four, I thought it was wrapping up I thought the song they were playing was like the credits and I stopped I'm like 40 minutes <laughs> Woo. Oh. um so Lainey's like really mad all of a sudden because Feldman tells her she's old. She's the old people. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then just out of, this is when they're like at make out corner. And then all of a sudden the bad guys, and can we just talk about the head of the bad guys who is like the tiniest little, he's just like a tiny pocket friend. Like (laughs) put him in your pocket and they pocket bully. (laughs) They go to beat up Bobby and but then they stop and he says, I'd rather jerk off. Yeah, I'd rather jerk off. It's oh like, my God. okay, well, what made you think of that? I don't know. Well, no, he <laughs> it was when he was grabbing the girl. And oh, it, right. It, it, it okay. Like, oh, I could rape you. Or right. Jerk off. That's it what it like, is. Oh my God. What the, you well, know. And there was also kind of like earlier when they Ugh, it's such a weird hierarchy, but like when they run into Corey Feldman in the bathroom and then like Joel saves them, which is weird because Joel only saves them to yell at him. But like, we're, they kind of imply that they're just like going to rape him, right? Like in the bathroom. It's just like such a strange, like what is this know. gang? I gotta tell doing? you, you're right. This, this, at this point in the movie, this is when like all the F-bombs start to get dropped. Oh, yeah. Man. There's yeah, like nuts. this hint of rape. It just gets like very dark really quickly. I mean, the whole thing is weird, obviously, but just like super creepy. All, there, people get, keep getting beaten up. Oh, we haven't even talked about like Lainey's drunk mom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks poor, just like a boyfriend. Kelly Taylor's mom? Yes. yes. Is it? It's a, is it it's her? It's not, or? but it's the same character. Didn't you like meet her or something? I did meet Kelly Taylor's mom. Yeah. Hey, Katie. Thank you. You're welcome. Kelly Taylor's mom, the actress whose name I can't remember, her husband was in a play at Center Stage in Baltimore. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, Wait, and I met her. Who, who is Kelly? Oh, Taylor? 90210. Oh, uh, okay. Kind Thank of the you. protagonist from 90210. But it really, this mother really looked like Kelly Taylor. And acted mother. like her and the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. And totally. I, I, funny, that's also how I met Kim Fields. AKA Tootie, which I think I did oh, yeah. on this podcast. Because her husband was in a play at Baltimore Center Stage. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Those are just two of the many uh, famous husbands or wives I've met through working in theater. I just want everybody nice. to know. Um, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> where do we go? It's yeah, SAT day. Should we just jump ahead? I don't know. Sure. sure. Okay. Um, well, and can I just say one thing? Yeah. With that with that fight at the makeout spot, I just had written down that like there is a realistic amount of blood. I mean, this is the other part of this movie that gets like the amount of blood that comes out of Corey Feldman's face when oh, they yeah. punch him. Like it's like a hospital visit amount of blood. <laughs> That's a part of me. It's like how is nobody in this movie calling the police and no one's going to the hospital? There's no adults to help multiple times that both of those things should have happened but yes let's- well clearly this is just it is sort of that 80s like the adults are un- all unhelpful like the teachers are unhelpful the parents are unhelpful except for like the old old people but they're clearly can't help because they're trapped in the nether regions right. yeah. of the world i don't know typical typical <laughs> this this is the part in the movie also where we start to get like kind of my favorite kind of music which is just like sultry saxophone music 
Um, it was a little teen witch music-esque. I wondered if it was that same composer. This soundtrack was so all over the place. Yes. Oh like God. It starts off with just weird sort of jazz beatboxing during the beginning <laughs> then it has some great songs it has some other great songs that it plays over and over again it has right. some horrible songs it plays <laughs> over and over again which i have a note that i hate the where is she song oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. where is she where is she? I must find her. Where is she? Oh, it's so they play like eight times. Yeah, there was a good REM song. It was yeah. just so all over the place. Um, uh, yeah, that's all. That's I don't know where I was going with that. It just it had me turning around in circles. So Corey Feldman's kill on the SAT because he's old and smart in his brain. <laughs> Um, but Lainey is upset and she needs to talk to him and she, because she had a, she had an old people dream, right? Or she knows, Probably. I wrote, yeah. she knows she had an old people dream anyway. Um, but, but then it's the school dance and, um, you know, Lainey. Lainey and then we're reminded again that Corey Feldman has a girlfriend. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, which then yeah, there's like this mix up where. She says, like, she loves you. I don't know. I can't remember what's ha- what happens. Which and then the also girlfriend loses it. Yeah. That was a secret. Once again, how jumbled sort of the social things are of just like, I think like it's sort of Lainey's best friend is his girlfriend. Yeah. And they're like, you know, in movie world, they're like equally attractive. And like usually they'll right. throw like a pair of glasses on them and put up. Yeah and a ponytail convey that he this is why he wants to like upgrade or whatever to this other girl but it wasn't they were just the same miasma of it didn't make any sense and 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 then like they go back and forth of like oh i never really knew you before we never really hung out before but we're also best friends and we're a group and we always hang out it's like what what (laughs) is true (laughs) just confused me in like the tropes of 80s movies it just didn't (laughs) Yeah. Sense. and it's like tonight's tonight's role of the villain the bully the bad guy the football star and the best friend will be played by joel uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how is he playing all and of he's, these characters? he's terrible at the dance he he beats oh. Lainey. it's super creepy oh my god really no scary. one seems to mind including the parents yeah well god we i because i i just started to read my notes from the end of the movie and i remembered what happened so it's like a whole other movie is getting ready to happen right now, everybody. So get ready as we talk about the next movie, which is yeah. a gangster movie of some kind. Um, <laughs> but Feldman and Lainey go to slow dance with old people. Great. Uh, I want I want to know where that place is too. That could also be in Cuba. I love it. Yeah. Thank and you and uh, you know, there then you then you kind of see them like back. Well, Joel and Haim have this whole thing in the car, which is he ta- he gets a gun yeah. to take to the bridge because they're gonna have a rumble, and I don't know why they're rumbling. I don't. Joel is like mad because of what happened to Feldman, but he's also just like mad in general. Mad at he's Corey Feldman angry. for stealing his girlfriend. He is like he's just like a classic abuser. Yeah. So we we learned that like Lainey can't fall asleep, and like don't fall asleep because if you do. Which also we learn later on that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is kind of in the <laughs> in the dream. It's explained that like this is their last day before question mark. But like 
this is the last day they have, so they can't fall asleep because it's the last day for them to like kiss. It's building, it's building up to if they kiss. But they already kissed from, earlier I in the know, movie. I know. Yeah. But I don't know what's supposed to happen. If for they her kiss, then she doesn't she turn into a mermaid anymore. I don't. Yeah, I think so. But sea foam. Yeah. You know what does happen is Lori's mom, who's the worst, allows Lainey's her, mom, right? Lainey's mom, sorry, allows her boyfriend to roofie her. Yeah, and, and blew she, my mind. And the mother too is just so on the Joel train inexplicably. It's as if it's like Romeo and Juliet. It's like, what? What does Joel's family have that you need? But like. She, you know, they learned that he hits her at a dance and then she asks what she did to provoke him, which is mm. bananas. So bananas. It's such a crazy, like, it feels like at this point in the movie, it's like, are we watching like an after school special of like what not to do? Like, as a parent. Like, yeah. I mean, she's supposed to be bad, but I don't think she's supposed to yeah. be as bad as she actually is. Even the way and roofing people is bad, but like even the way that like the boyfriend of the mom does it of just like let's sit right next to each other on this step like he was like talking about sharing the wine i don't know oh. just, like, he's like help me drink this wine so i can get out of here uh, but it's like, just like, pour so it down the drain creepy. and why are you giving a teenage girl wine because well, yeah uh, well here's the thing like the for backstory the first that has to be involved for that is just uh so creepy but for the first time ever in this movie, that action makes sense for the plot. Like, okay, so now she can't wake up. She's asleep, but it doesn't make sense. Like, what's the mom's plan? Like, why does she want her roofied? Like, well, what she are they going to do to her? She doesn't want her to go back out with Feldman because he's looking for her and he's, she wants to keep her home. It just mm -hmm. seems like there are other ways to do that. Yeah. Well, that yeah. won't stop Corey Feldman because he climbs up her window and then punches the window with his fist <laughs> which is also and, then a realistic amount of blood i'll say well i i disagree with you on you think this there's one. more you think there should be more i, I think they used all their like blood budget on the earlier <laughs> fight because they just took like a red marker and colored his knuckles, his knuckles that was it like, all like over he, her face like he punched a brick wall it's just like uh yeah but then what I'll say is like the reaction that the parents have of like then he starts screaming. Oh my god. Oh. And the parents come in and they're like, what the fuck? Like the rea their reaction is like, get him off, get her off, get him off, or get him off. She her. also like, looked dead. Because she bled all over her face. <laughs> and because she just recently been roofied. Oh, you know? She also she also came to several times. Did, while uh, she was going in and out of Rufy, and then she died. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. And I mean, also, I want you guys to remember: none of this matters to the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just as we're getting there, and there's so much more that still happens, and none of it matters to the end of the is, movie. We've still got 40 minutes left. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, I guess we get to what they call the bridge, the which bridge. I call Steampipe Alley, um, <laughs> <Totally>. where it's <laughs> steamy. Yeah, it's exactly, like the Katie. And the there's, jets. there's definitely yeah. going to be some Bob Fosse uh, dance routines <laughs> through this alley. Um, when it's you're amazing. Yeah, totally. And we learned, we did learn finally what the bullies, uh, the head bullies' last name is Dumas. Uh, oh yeah. 
which makes me laugh because I live in a neighborhood called the Authors, um, and all of the <laughs> streets are named after authors. I live on Alcott, and oh. uh, Dumas, and they're all, they're in alphabetical order. So Dumas is just a couple streets down from me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but these kids always come by and they spray paint an extra S on it, so it says yeah, Dumas. Yeah, of course, and it's, they should. I mean, right. Like, I would be mad if they didn't. Like, I'm, like, yeah. handing yeah. out spray paint, like, out of my front <laughs> door. I'm like, go around the corner. It's dumbass. <laughs> um, at this point in the movie, for some reason, I have written down, like, is this based on Shakespeare? Like, could it be? <laughs> the answer is no, I think. But I was like, am I not? Is there something I'm not understanding? Like, is there a structure that, like, I don't get? Because it just felt like I was, like, floating in jello this is when shakespeare had a uh, syphilis really bad yeah and he was just like okay so, but maybe you were confused because Corey feldman gives a soliloquy uh of a motivational nature that makes no sense whatsoever and the gun like good lord like this guy I joel know. i mean the takeaway from this movie is like joel needs to be in prison joel, yeah. joel he's gonna kill help. someone yeah. He yes, probably does easily. Isn't it? Is it in the sequel? Does he kill? Well, somebody? We're gonna have to watch that one way or the oh, other. I think. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it, but <laughs> I, I think we should have a sequels week, right? We already. I mean, and then we could watch this one in Gremlins too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, but but because of the motivational speech, Joel Joel takes the bullets out of the gun dramatically over the top. Although it's really he, over the like, top points it at the guy's face and like one last away. time yes. and then you know i don't know a whole lot of i know a little bit about gun safety but to unload a gun while having it pointed at someone's face it's not safe isn't it's it's not safe it's not safe no and his then, gun safety is bad he has his hand on the trigger the whole time it's, it's, oh. at one point it looked like he was going to put it to its head his head and then he like yeah, uncocks and i'm like i don't even think that's how that works and then when he's pointing it, when he goes up and he like points it to the guy to like unload the bullets. In the meantime, like in the background, you see everybody like celebrating and they're going to go have a beer. Right. Like, it's not over. He's walking towards the guy pointing it at his face. Like, this what? is where shit goes wrong. Yeah. It's so intense and oh, so dumb. Oh, God. So, uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I like, I skipped ahead. This is when he punches the window. I got so excited about uh, that. Oh, yeah. But um, then I wrote the next day, everybody's fine. Um. Coleman's fine. Gina's fine. She's dancing well, in high heels in her house. What? Well, then, like, then at night, that's when we get the, remember all that stuff I said? Yeah, that was actually kind of fake. Nothing really matters. And I wrote down, like, um, it's kind of the opposite of, like, you know how, like, directors take shortcuts when they're like, it was all a dream. Like, this time, it's like, it was all not a dream. <laughs> like, actually, yeah. there was no dream. Like, man, talk about just erasing the stakes. Yeah, that's what I mean. None of the stakes mattered. None of them. It was so crazy. What? A, what? A, why? Why even here's, have a movie? Here's my theory. Go on. So the next day, we see that Corey Feldman is now dating the real Corey Feldman, the young kid. Right. Is dating yes. what's her face? Lainey. 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 Um, so my theory is that. He got trapped in dream world and he's like, okay, I've got no game. I'm going to convince this old guy to woo this woman for me. And then, cause I'll make up these bullshit rules and then I'll just jump back in my body. And then ta-da, I've got the girl I wanted. But doesn't she know, or maybe because she was roofied, she doesn't remember that like 
she told he told her that he was an old guy and she was an old lady. She never quite believes it though. Why does she date this person whose brain she's never like had a conversation with? You know, I mean that's the thing. It's like it seems like Meredith Salinger is actually in love with Jason Robards, and now she gets Corey Feldman, who from the beginning of the movie seems like a lunatic. So yeah, good luck, have fun. I don't know. Yeah, how long could they possibly be together? I mean, like. Like a day. You know, it does, it just like only half does what all these other, like I think um, what Michael C was saying, like all of these like switcheroo movies, like for yeah. big and I don't know, there was like loads of them in the 80s, but they don't, the point of this one seems to be of like learning like, oh, being old isn't so bad. And then Corey Feldman's kind of like, oh, maybe I should be more respectful. Like that seems to be, like it seems like Corey Feldman's character has kind of progressed. Like he's not going to walk the flowers anymore. So congratulations. Was this movie sponsored by AARP? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I feel like, yeah, like Mark Rocco or whatever his name was, or like the, whoever wrote this movie, they're like, what issue is really pressing with teens these days? And they're like, yeah, senior citizens. Yeah, <laughs> I had like, even from the get go, because when they were cutting back and forth between the old guy and then the conversation between the, the Corys, I was like, who is this movie for? Right. Like people who are really into teen heartthrobs and ARP actors, you know, um, but in, just, I didn't get it. In Roger Ebert's review, I think, um, which in which he called this movie aggressively unwatchable, he also said like, and where was Jason Robards? And maybe good for him because he didn't actually have to be in it that much. Because that's true. Like it, you know, normally it's setting you up to think that you're going to see Jason Robards at like an AARP meeting acting like a teenager. Like, that should have happened, right. but it didn't. And Jason Robards is just like not really in it. Neither is Piper Laurie, really. It's but they get but they get top billing, by the way. Really? I mean, they probably wow. should. I mean, because I guess they're like, career actors, like you yeah. Know. But once again, are the people that are going to go to this Corey's movie, do they even know who those two people are? I also had to note that I felt like Corey Hames' character was basically like Watts from Some Kind of Wonderful. It's like this like side character that's yeah. like, misunderstood and just always trying to kind of like point people in the right direction. Um, and then at the end, I mean, like despite myself, cause like I couldn't, I like couldn't believe how long this film was. I did watch the whole last song <laughs> when they do this like rock out version of dream a little dream. And like, I mean, Corey Feldman is doing the worst Michael Jackson impression it's that's so ever bad. been it's recorded. So bad. And he thinks it's great. And yeah. um, you can tell, I mean, I was just like, what is going through Jason Robards' mind? And that he has to dance and like put on a show and it's just the worst. Oh, it's the worst. The poor man. And all so that you could just cut just a tiny little bit through a yard because you're lazy. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. I mean, look. I gotta say, I know I know we talked about getting time back in our lives, but like, come on, you guys, like this is history. This is yeah. 1989 history. It's important we watched it. Here's um, the thing. I don't know if I can say I've seen another film with Corey Haim. Like I know he's in Lucas, I know he's in Lost Boy. I haven't seen those films. So now I can say that I've seen a Yeah, the, I think the it's two important. Corey's vehicle. As kids who grew up in the 80s and 90s, I think it's important we we've at least talked about one Corey and Corey movie. Agreed. Although apparently 
Corey Haim was had an uncredited role in like Batman and Robin um, as oh. like thug number two. He had auditioned for Robin, but because he had a huge heroin problem, um, they were like, no. The one oh. with Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Mm. He also had one in like kind of later. What was it called? Like Crank or something? I mean, I know that's ironic, but there was some movie that he had like a cameo in that was like pretty close to his death, like very recently. Hmm. Oh, I mean, recently what was that? that? Yeah. I don't know. Transformer it, movie? It wasn't Crank, know. but um, I for- I'll think of it. All oh, right. Boy, any questions? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, oh. I don't know. Oh God. I, I mean I like blacked out. Like I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. didn't I mean there were some questions through like why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Nora had one. I've forgotten it, so hopefully That's we've right. answered it. Um well, let's let's okay. You know, we, I think we've answered or, or posed a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, so we. Should... I just had. I mean, I I think so many questions about this movie is just like the rules of like, what was the experiment? What were the rules? How much did Lainey know? Where was Gina? Where are their bodies? I mean, there's so many that like I don't have the answers. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, Corey Feldman, if you could please call into this podcast, we he would might. Like- questions he, he, he might, might. <laughs> is, is it for real at facebook.com oh my god <laughs> word will might get to him you know Good. We i know somebody hope. one of our pod listeners may may know Corey feldman could be i'm curious i'm i just wish some of our fans would tell us they're our fans i mean i can see on Podbean that we've got some downloads you guys <laughs> And if get, they've listened get, to this podcast, then they, they are in our D's. Tell yeah. us. <laughs> Tell us who you are. Uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. We have a Facebook page because that's how far we've gone. Don't look for us on Instagram or TikTok. Because nope. um, I'm old. I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> it's time. Or MySpace. We're all yeah. so young. Summer, Summer. Sorry. I messed that up. <laughs> that's all right. It's, it's apropos for the film. Yeah, right. Ooh. Okay. I mean, I know we always like to end on a happy note. Um, so yeah. Let's, let's do that. Let's start with what's bummed you out in this movie. Gosh. I think, okay, I have one. Okay. I am, I'm bummed out by Joel. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean... To be in high school and to be that mad and that crazy, but also to be able to get away with it. Like he he really shoved her at that dance in a oh, really yeah. not yeah. good way. Once again, no one seemed to care. Well, they were all too busy dancing. He's yeah. super violent. Um, but very violent, very aggressive. Why, you know, he just represents a lot of like he scared, like when he got that gun, and I was like, Ugh, yeah, just another like angry teenage white boy with a gun freaking me out so really bummed me out like legit yeah his, yeah his whole ugh, character and arc um there's so many bummers um my i think my bummer though is gonna have to be like watching Corey feldman try to act um yeah it was hard there's, there's a thing that he does that he to me seems a little bit like um like the poor man's michael j fox to some extent and there's a thing that he does that he's like listen 
you're gonna tell me like he puts his arm he puts his like karate hand in someone's face and like <laughs> leans at them and like yeah. calls it acting and actually what's a bummer is like there is a part in one of the dream sequences i think it's when he says like you got to use moose man no one's gonna believe it's me and like for a second i believed that he was having a human conversation with somebody and i was like uh can you like lean into that more um but his <laughs> whole thing like and I think it's like America's obsession with him clearly has not served him well. And I'm just like, oh, the whole thing. I just, I can't handle Corey Feldman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep cycling through. I'm going to say <laughs> and branch off that because, and part of this is because I do like him in some other movies that mine is just going to be his, his dancing. Um, Oof. Oof. You know, yeah. it's just, it's so bad. And he just doesn't, it's like if you had a friend who just really gets into something that's bad and they're just always talking about it, always like making you watch. And it's just this, it's like, he's always trying to show you his awful Michael Jackson impressions and you just yeah. like, stop. so yeah, that's fine. You guys know, I just, I just was looking up a little bit about Corey Feldman on Twitter uh, and he writes all of his twit, Twitter tweets, all of his tweets, <laughs> all of his tweets in all capital letters. That surprises me none. Yeah. Uh, but you know what he said uh, on, he said, happy Friday the 13th. I hope it's a lucky day. Be sure to be kind today. And I think deep down, he's a good guy, like a nice guy. It's just, I think it, it's just a bad process to become a kid. Actor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I think he's a kid at like, yes. I think he <laughs> exemplifies how dangerous that can be. Have yeah. you guys ever seen license to drive? I think yeah. that's on our. I think Way that's back. on our list. Yeah. But it's that's good. that's a that's a very famous Haim Feldman movie too. Yeah. Oh, okay, I've not seen it. I've I and I think that might be their highlight. Mm. <laughs> and Heather mm. Graham is in it apparently. Wow. Yeah, she's I saw like that. Too young for that. Interesting. I don't think she's too young for that. You mean yeah. she's she's fifty? She is. She's I mean, fifty years old. I'm, I'm fifty, basically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess it makes sense. Yeah um all right how what's what's dumb Uh, i have a uh, very specific dumber that i noticed at the um the teenage the makeout spot when they had their car and stuff before the gang came yeah yeah. there were two like trash can dumpster fires i don't know if you guys noticed that there were like fire pits in the background like like, trash cans cut in half that were both on fire that I think we're supposed to add to ambiance, but I was like, who's monitoring those fires? Like (laughs) who lit them? How, who's, who's caring for them? Like if, if you drive your car up and there's two dumpster fires lit, get out of there. Um, so it's really bothersome to me. (laughs) That, that reminds me of a, uh, air quotes camping trip Katie and I went on after a zombie run race. Oh shit, um, man. Where yes. we were in the most crowded, oh my God. rowdiest camp area in the world where there was just like very much akin to this movie, like domestic squabbles going on yes, in the tent in the next tent to next us. To but us. they were they were also just like trash can barrels. <laughs> They were on fire. What's funny is like it did like you know we did, ran this whole five k that was, was like a amazing. zombie race. It was cool. It was great. You were dodging zombies the whole time. You like flags on and stuff. But the most apocalyptic zombie feel of that whole day was that camping. <laughs> that 
Don't like, you think it's true that humans are actually more zombie-like than zombies, and that's what's maybe scary? what a shit show. It was like a metal. I mean, like the whole there's a yeah. band after band Horrible that was music. playing uh. metal. As I recall, like I ran it. Phil ran it in a suit, and I ran it in a dress. Yeah, which is pretty. What fun. is Louis doing? Sorry, I know he's shaking. He can't handle it. Oh, Lou. Got it. We got him a little here. You can see we got him a little. Um, <laughs> For all of our video watchers, I know nobody can see anything. He has a he got a puffy jacket today, a down a down coat, which like I can't even talk about this coat anymore. It's been the topic of conversation here for forty eight hours. Um, yeah, but That's I cute. so I forgot like I ran in a dress and Phil ran in a suit, and I I somehow forgot a, cl- a change of clothes, so I ended up sleeping in Phil's mud covered suit <laughs> from the race. Did, Did Philip wear your dress? It was. Uh, he remembered to pack clothes. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I see. I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't know how I forgot that. I mean, what a <laughs> what a crazy person. And then we were. I mean, honestly, I mean, this was very, like we were lined up to go in. They had no vegetarian food, and you couldn't bring food in. So I I just remember. I think I ate a bun. I mean, it very much. Yeah. I mean, they got apocalypse to the team. <laughs> oh my but the God. race was amazing. The race was cool. I would I would do that race again for sure. Ugh. I okay. Well, um, mm-hmm. dumb for me is I'm gonna say Corey Feldman's hair. I I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. It's dumb. Ugh. It's not a good cut. It's really greasy. And coming up second is Corey Hames' hair because it also looks gross and not taken care of and not washed ever not washed ever also why do they sleep on cots yeah buddy's house that's my that's my like dumb sub hair almost looked like a wig i mean it was like so orange and like it looked like a clown's wig or something i know uh my dumber victoria jackson i just (laughs) i hate her delivery of stuff and like don't find it funny it's she wasn't cast as the right age I didn't get it. That's all I'll say about it. I get it. Uh, Hummers. My Hummer is this. If you want to just look at something and watch something that's going to make you angry and weirded out and confused, you can do it for free. If you have an Amazon Prime account. (laughs) I mean, and we've paid for a lot of our movies that we're watching. So this podcast today is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Uh, and if you don't have an Amazon Prime account, you can probably borrow one from somebody else and watch this for free. If you've run out of drugs and alcohol and want something to make you feel like you've done them, this movie will do it. Yep. Um, my Hummer, I was going to have it be the steam pipe alley just because it was such a sort of set piece place it had like a neon light and everything but i'm gonna go to what's his what's the bully's name lucas dumas no no the uh, the, joel joel Joel. mid-level bully so he has a scene where i think they're leaving like dance practice or something like that and there's two people that are like walking behind them and he's like i'll see you later um and then they they are still walking closely behind him and he says i said later derek (laughs) (laughs) and 
Because even like once he said it the first time, it's like, oh, they're walking in the same direction. This is going to be like awkward. And he found a solution <laughs> to how you solve this. When you say like body your friend and then realize you're walking in the same direction to their car, you just directly say, I said goodbye, Bridget. His, his psychopath line delivery. And one time he, he puts this, God damn it, lady. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a lunatic. That's great. I like that. Um, <sighs> mine is also kind of a little bit of like a, a hummer bummer where Kelly Taylor's mom, AKA Lainey's mom would be a huge bummer. I mean like her whole thing, yeah. except uh. for the scene where she opens the door and she's like smoking a cigarette and she just blows oh. smoke right into Corey Feldman's face <laughs> for the 30 seconds that the obligatory amount of scene that we're ever allowed in this movie. Oh. Um, and she's just blowing it in his face the whole time. And I really, I really enjoyed that. There were like two other scenes where people just in circumstances where they wouldn't do that did that in this movie yeah you're right you're right there was a lot of gratuitous smoke blowing also i just like i just was thinking about again thinking about the queen's gambit just about how like the world smelled like smoke for so long so long what were we doing i don't know but we we smelled like i mean those bars we talked about this last last week but like i just can't stop thinking about the brewer's art and like coming out from there on a Friday night, cause you're in that basement and yeah. it would just be like so baked into you for days, like even yeah. with showers. Oh, um, my other, I did have another note of what really made me happy in this movie. I don't know if anybody noticed that um, Meredith Salinger's character, Lainey has an elf doll on her pompazon chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's like giant pompazon, like that catcher's mitt chair that I actually yeah. really love too. And there's an elf doll that's there. Yes. Like, yes. So I'd like to give a, a, a secondary shout out to Lainey's bedroom because it had like a Chinese New Year dragon glued to the wall. And yeah. it, was, it was a very pleasant I mean. I mean, we can say like poor Lainey is just in a different film. I mean, she's like kind of in a John. She like Lainey thought she was going to be in John Hughes movie, and she ended up in this movie. She was kind of in Teen Witch. She was like, I like boys. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just trying to keep it together. She was, yeah. It was the uh, PE outfit from Teen Witch that she's in her dance troupe for. I am so glad because like I was on the dance team in high school and not that long after this movie was made. Okay. Mm -hmm. 1995. And we were not wearing leotards like that to do our, we were wearing like, you know, I don't know, not that. No, I was thinking about that. When did, because Clueless came out in like 1994 or five. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just so bizarre how much changed um like the aesthetic and the outfits and like just the tone of movies in general yeah like how much change between 89 and like 94 or 5 it's kind of remarkable was it like the clintons <laughs> they changed everything they fixed it maybe <laughs> maybe so end of the reagan years well end of the that bush the bush years oh right you're <laughs> right that would be 92 i suppose when yeah Clinton started yeah. up yeah you're right so uh should we talk about what we're wearing Oh yeah. I like to ask that question every time and see Katie's face. I wish <laughs> I wish our viewers could see Katie's face every time. Of terror. Katie, you go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, um okay. I can talk about <laughs> I can talk about what 
uh phil is wearing good good yeah um yeah. i love his uh super sharp tuxedo covered in blood just <laughs> drips of blood um everywhere um and then of course like your your baseball cap um that says Haim and it just has a picture of Corey Haim three different times with luxurious long blonde hair um <laughs> on it which I think I think Balto B might have mailed to you nice nice ah yes. oh, um well, I can talk about Katie's outfit. Please. Because she's got one of those long nightgowns on that we're all at, you know, we all wore in the 80s. Um, and uh, and she it, it also has a lot of like embellishment, like, you know, sort of like just like cords and reflectors and all kinds of things. And it's Michael Jackson's face on the front. And it says dream a little dream question mark <laughs> and then i noticed you also have like a very long earring just yes. one in one ear oh yeah yep and that's a nice touch you're ready time. for bed you're ready for bed but you're also kind of ready to party if you somebody like wants to go out stole it from your aunt donna yes <laughs> yes uh, bridget i mean it's yeah. it's a you know sort of very simple, but yet very elaborate outfit. Um, your sort of head like covering as well as your like, it's almost like a full gown, but it's all entirely made out of mousse. It's yeah. like this huge sculpted thing um, that it probably took like hours, if not so like a full day yeah. uh, to create this thing, but it's, it's all made out of mousse <laughs> and um You've been muting yourself, but every like 10 seconds, you've just been going, moose, <laughs> moose. Um, and it's impressive. Moose. <laughs> yes. But I, I had stock in suave. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for noticing. It's hard not to, you know, it's just a lot of moose. It's a lot of moose. Moose. <laughs> oh, well, um, is this movie... <laughs> Katie, so this this movie is absolutely not for real. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I mean, it is nuts. It is Looney Tunes. Um, sorry, I just jumped in and went first. No, I, mean, I love it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, but like, and I had some hummers. Like, there's some hummers of this movie. I think Matt Meredith Salinger is delightful, and I'm so glad to learn that she's married to Patton Oswalt. And I bet they have like tons of fun. And so that's great. And I'm. She also, I looked up. I think she went to Harvard. Like she and she's. Oh, like, and she's a. Yeah, she's a mediator. Totally great, huh. awesome conflict um, resolution mediator. Yeah, and like I, I just hope that people had fun doing this movie. I'm not sure if they did. Um, but I mean, for what it's worth, now I also feel obligated to watch Dream Little Dream too. Like it is so it's gonna happen. It's so crazy that like I couldn't stop. Just like it was like watching a car wreck that I could not take my eyes off of. But no, it is not for real. Could we just be completely like unprecedented and weird and just watch it for next week? This movie again? No. <laughs> dream a little dream too. 
Oh my god. I mean what I mean will our partners are we okay being single? Yeah, it may be may cause the end. <laughs> All right, I'm just uh, I'm just floating we'll, it. We'll discuss. Just yeah. to jump on what Katie said, no, this movie is not for real. Um it's it's, it's a nightmare journey of wackadoodleness. But but I agree with you about Meredith Salinger and um I also, I also just kind of enjoyed the neighborhood it took place in. I liked the houses. I liked, you know, where it took place, which I think was New York. Question? North Carolina. Oh, North, North Carolina. Oh, I was thinking Cleveland. No, I'm pretty sure it was filmed was in North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Anyway, that was pretty. Um, but uh, what a trip. So I'm going to say, no, I, this movie's not for real. Uh, I'm gonna leave you in suspense for a second, just before <laughs> I forget the the uh, the German title corner. Oh, yes, um, right. Is Traume und Verges, which is dream and forget. Oh, oh. yes, you know that's what? interesting. Um, I like the German titles for these yeah, things. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's not for real for me. I the the feeling. I got, and it's been a while since I've seen this other movie. I, I feel that someone watched Mulholland Drive and then got <laughs> kicked in the head. <laughs> and then they sort of wrote this movie, directed this movie, acted in this movie, all while suffering from a humongous concussion and basing it on a much, much better weird movie. Would they have had to have been time traveling? Just like, or. Yeah, because or... it wouldn't have worked. Because that I was like that. Nice. yeah um but yeah it's just there's so much weird here but they just they they face planted while jumping onto the pommel horse not even like (laughs) didn't nail the dismount they just sort of like messed it up from the get-go yeah maholland drive is from 2001 oh wow (laughs) crazy that's that is crazy i know what did i just i said like 90 something yeah yeah you said 92 (laughs) Anyway, yeah. it's it all blends together. Yeah, exactly. Well, for our song this week, I have a guest artist um, who's going to play our That's song right. of the week. Hi, this is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's just this. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play our, our song, and and it should be a funny, hilarious, crazy Looney Tune song. But it this is just a straight up cover. We need to reclaim. Can we reclaim it? Dream a little yeah. dream because yeah. my begin in the beginning of this it was like whoa and this is one of the my um the first songs I learned to play on the ukulele so I'm just I'm just gonna cover palette it cleansing and yes this is gonna be palette cleanser and I would love to ask you to join and sing along but that'll be a nightmare so let's try can- it <laughs> if you try it it'll sound a lot like the movie <laughs> stars shining bright above you. Breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Birds singing in a sycamore tree. Dream a little dream of me. Say nighty night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you miss me. While I'm alone, as blue as can be. Dream a little dream. Yeah, it's oh. <laughs> like having a little sorbet, and but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, feel, feel palate cleansed. Yeah. yeah Thank yeah. you, Michael C. Um, my 
my brother's the coolest and so like anything he said i would have watched and he has some other suggestions too so i picked this from his list of suggestions and uh i'm glad we watched it <laughs> it me too. it's a story it is a story philip you won't agree with me you you will not agree with me you're not glad you watched it i am glad i am I okay am. as a person who yeah. has thrown out some of the Wackier. the true like yeah. brick shots for this like purposefully i i think there's a lot to be gained from the... I, I found myself energized and giggly and i'm gonna say i don't know if anybody's familiar with um what i call a laugh wave but it's when you like cannot stop laughing and that happened to me the t- during the middle of the day today and i think it was because i was like very eager to talk about this movie yeah so i also appreciate you guys I also want you to, um, we have to have a moment of celebration, which is that this is our 30th Is It For Real podcast. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. It's, it's, it's been our, our pandemic treat. And um, yeah, I mean, here's still 30 more, you guys. Yeah. I will say our artistic director has been, um, he has some very exciting and interesting trivia um that i think one episode soon in the future we should have a trivia uh episode uh where you guys have to answer trivia questions about the movies we've watched i'm all I love about it. it i love it i, I figured yeah. you would be i'm excited about that yes <laughs> please now yes <laughs> all right well uh we're coming up on thanksgiving next week no oh my god yes yeah yep yeah we are so should we have a Thanksgiving release? Let's talk about it in front of everybody. We'll talk about it later. All right, yeah. Good. Talk about it All later. right. You'll thanks. find out on the interwebs. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Bye. Toodaloo.